Hey, Perry. How does a housewife get blood out of white linen? I don't know. By doing it herself. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner yet again. If you're tuning in, we are back with Out of the Panels. And if we're out of the panels, that can only mean one thing. I am joined by my co-host, Perry. What's <laughs> <laughs> good, man? <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you been? Been great. Been enjoying these uh, beginning of uh, Phase 4 coming back. I know, my God, man, it's been, we, we, you know, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I think the last time we talked or one of the last times we talked, we were discussing superhero fatigue setting in, at least superhero movie fatigue setting in. Uh, I think having a year away from Marvel or the MCU itself, I think we needed that because starting up in phase four, I am beyond back on the superhero train yeah i didn't i didn't realize how many people because like i was i was hurting i knew i was hurting but i didn't realize how many people were jonesing for like just a little taste of marvel until like the first full trailer dropped for wandavision and everybody was losing their collective minds (laughs) well uh, also last time we talked never had any interest in watching the black widow movie not having MCU and seeing the Black Widow trailer, it's like now I want it. Give it yeah. to me. Give it to me. Like I'm I'm a drug addict that's gonna take the dirtiest shit you got right now. Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and like, but like you said though, is getting these trailers when we got that spot, I forget uh what was it, the convention in Brazil where they released the uh, the trailers for uh, Wandavision, Loki, yeah. Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier, Sol- Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, once they released all those trailers, it was like, oh my god, I am so ready to get back into this again. Yeah, I was only expecting the one, and then my feed was just blowing up with like all this other. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I was actually I was actually working when like all those dropped. So then like I was just like sitting at the bar on my phone. They're like, hey, can I get like a rum and like hold the fuck up <laughs> after I finish watching this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just want a rum and coke. Yeah, you're gonna get my fist in your face. You don't let me finish watching this fucking trailer. <laughs> like, oh shit, is that the new Loki trailer? <laughs> I can wait. <laughs> <Bro? laughs> can I watch it with you? <laughs> but yeah, man. We so uh, January. We're in January 2021. And we finally got our dose of MCU with WandaVision. We got a week ago, we got episodes one and two. And then just this past Friday, we got episode three. We're going to we're going to break them down episode by episode. We're going to be giving our thoughts, our opinions, and we're going to go into some theories because, Perry, I know you got some theories, don't you? I got quite a few. Oh, yeah. Me, you and everybody else. We know. (laughs) Before we get into that, though, like this is. I just want to ask you real quick. Uh, this isn't really comic related, but did you watch the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer? I did. What uh, What did you think? I 
Loved it. All right, me and you. I, this is why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Once I started watching the trailer, and then you see uh, Kong on the ship, and he's getting transported and everything, I'm like, I'm always gonna feel love for Kong ever since yeah. I, you know, ever since the first black and white movie. Like Kong has always had. Like I have a hard time watching King Kong in general. It's actually one of my least favorite movies, um, just because it's so sad. But seeing him on the the ship going and everything and they get into like a little backstory about a little girl and then you see the spikes from the back of Godzilla coming through the ocean and he's destroying battleships and then the jets are shooting rockets at him. I'm like, what the fuck are they shooting Godzilla for? He's a good guy. And that was the only thing that kind of threw me off in the trailer was like, why are, why are we shooting Godzilla? He's just saved us twice now. Yeah. So that was the one thing that threw me off where they're kind of turning Godzilla into the antagonist a little bit from the trailer. And King Kong, respectively, is a protagonist. He's the man. And then finally seeing them fight. We've we've seen that one still of Godzilla coming at Kong and Kong having his fist back. We've seen that still like constantly. So to finally see Kong punch Godzilla in the face. Yeah. Beautiful. I love the music that they use for the fight scenes and yep. or the fight clips. I love the fact that he's like got like his own Mjolnir apparently. <laughs> oh, Godzilla or King Kong? Or King Kong, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, like every, everything about that is just felt the same way I did watching uh, Pacific Rim. Yes, <laughs> just like I've got like two two action figures just smashing them against each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing about the trailer that I was like, oh, come on, also was, but I also thought it was awesome just seeing it was uh, Godzilla's underwater and he blasts the plasma. Oh, yeah. up and, and Kong just does that like action jump off of the <laughs> ship. He's <laughs> just like, oh, die hard. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love. I know they won't, but I would love it if that like ends in a freeze frame. <laughs> Cuts to another scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got we did have uh, we get the cast back too. We got Chandler Riggs and Millie Bobby Brown coming back for the Godzilla portion. I'm surprised we didn't get um, what's his name coming back for the Kong portion. Guy that played Loki. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't have him and uh, Captain Marvel <laughs> coming back. To, I forgot both of them were in that. Um, but yeah, like we didn't see them in the trailer at all, so I'm wondering if they'll they'll show up. Did that one take place like in the present, or was the the Kong movie a little bit further in the past? Oh, actually, that's a good point. Actually, Kong, I think, does take place in the past, so that might be why we don't see them. Maybe maybe he'll have a cameo like with some old age makeup. Oh God! <laughs> or they'll both be dead, and they'll just show pictures of them. Mm-hmm. Go ID four resurrection <laughs> resurgence style with Will Smith. Oh, Jesus, do you remember these two? <laughs> yeah, great. Glad <laughs> you got him in there. Let me get me started on that movie. <laughs> it's a conversation for another day. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, let's not let's not focus too much on uh, on Godzilla and Kong. Uh, we are here to talk about WandaVision. Uh, 
I just I just needed to talk to somebody about it because I just watched it like three hours ago. So I need to talk to somebody about it. Um, so uh, WandaVision, we're we're finally getting our uh, our dose back into the MCU. Uh, first episode, first and foremost, man, uh, the way they started this episode, uh, we finally got the Marvel Studios logo, mm-hmm. which I've and the music. The score and everything going with that logo coming in. It was like, yeah, was here like, we go. It's funny. I was wondering how they were going to open the TV shows. Like if they were going to use like a movie intro or if they were going to come up with something different. And I'm yeah. glad that they connected it mm-hmm. with the movies that way. Just yeah. to, as almost, like to definitely show you like, hey, these, 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 the show matters in the greater cinematic universe. Yes. Just in case you were wondering. Yeah, it's not like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where that's not connected or like the Netflix series. Those are not connected, but they were referenced. They referenced the movies, but they're not connected in any way. So I'm totally with you on that. I thought it was cool opening up with the with the logo, too, and where they it starts off in color and it slowly starts to trickle into black and white. Getting into the series, I thought that was pretty that was a very clever, unique way artistically of doing it. Yeah. And then we get into our. Uh, our upbeat opening of the show new married couple driving in classic cans tied to the back of the bumper coming into a new town and everything in black and white and uh first and foremost man this is pretty exciting where this show takes place do you know westview talking about a state oh what state is it new jersey son no shit. Yeah. When they pull up in the opening, uh, the opening segment, they pull up to the house and uh, Wanda changes the for sale sign to sold. Mm-hmm. There's a 732 area code. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. shit, we're in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> of course, weird shit like that would be happening in Jersey. Absolutely. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So with this opening segment, like that, this has been talked about a lot. Um, how they are incorporating like old sitcoms. Apparently, Kevin Feige is a huge fan of old sitcoms. He's a huge fan of Nick at Night. Apparently, he That's loves awesome. Nick. At, loves Nick at Night. Um, so, uh, I guess going with this uh, with this formula is what they're doing. Each episode is going to reference like a different show or time in which sitcoms were being aired so this one we were given kind of like a dick van dyke yeah and I, like I like the homage in the intro where he's like he's got the ottoman that he's about to trip over and just phases through it yes <laughs> yes because that was classic from dick van dyke where he would always come in and he would either walk around it or he would trip over it <laughs> and then um there's some other uh little things in the opening that we'll touch on later uh it involves a shape <laughs> and I, I think you know what I'm referring to, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but then the uh, <clears throat> episode opens up, and then we finally see them interacting. Now, this episode's called "In Front of a Live Studio Audience." Do you do you think they actually recorded in front of an audience? They did. I read that they uh, they record in front of an audience, and they had them sign a very, very detailed NDA. <laughs> to make sure that they didn't get any of the information out there. Man, that is so risky. Right? 
<laughs> of all like of all properties you're actually going to let people come in to watch you film that's you're going to go that that is crazy <laughs> like i'm su- i'm surprised we didn't have any leaks that's what i'm saying like you have the cast leaking this shit half the time you don't even have the audience leaking at this time that's wild so getting into the first scene one of the things that uh i caught was you know, Wanda's moving the stuff, like she's moving dishes and everything and cleaning stuff, using her powers in the kitchen and Vision comes walking in and she smashes a plate into his head and he says, oh, my wife and her flying saucers or something like that. And she goes, oh, my husband and his indestructible head is cool little references like that. Like I'm, I'm still unsure of like the flying saucers, if that revolves around like her always being involved with like the, the flying, the in age of Ultron, you got the flying Island, but it's not really a flying saucer. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly is her talking about his indestructible head where, yeah. Last time we saw him, he I mean, last time we saw Vision, he died. Twice. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Once by her. And yeah. uh so this already I mean, starting off this series, everyone was thinking, how is Vision here? You know, and that's you know, we'll touch on that a little bit later too, but you know, Vision's back. He had his uh head destroyed by Thanos. And I'm not going to lie, man, this first this first episode honestly was a little slow for me. I had a hard time getting into it at first. I've watched it about 10 times now <laughs> because I absolutely I'm not I'm going to say right off the bat. I love this show. But the first episode was a little hard for me. It was very slow getting into and it was kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm watching a sitcom. Yeah, well, I this thing like I knew. I figured beforehand that it was going to, it was either going to do one of two things. It was going to lean into lean very heavily into the sitcom aspect for at, at the very least this episode, or it was going to do like a little 50, 50 where you're going to like see things start to unravel earlier than they did in the episode. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was just, I kind of put myself in the mindset of like, Oh, I'm just watching, watching an old like Dick Van Dyke episode. Yeah. And then just like trying to like sit in the jokes and like enjoy them. It was a little like I think before I think once Vision got to work, that's when I started like falling in line with it. Mm-hmm. Before that I was just like that'd be a little too cheesy for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely it was definitely heavy handed in the sitcom, which is fine. It's it's very interesting to watch a show that is like you're literally watching a sitcom right now. And I'm which I'm with you, like once he gets to work and this is where it got unique for me is when he's at work and he says, what do we do here? Yeah, that's where it got really unique for me. Because like anytime you've watched these um, these old sitcoms, it's that thing like they go to work, but what do they do? You never actually know what the husband does at work. So like he's mm-hmm. there, and, and and that was like it was like a double edged sword there, not double edged sword, but like a 
two meaning line where yeah. it's like, what do we do here based on the sitcom aspect, but also what am I doing here? Yeah. that's like the, uh, the start of his, like starting to put two and two together. Yeah. Cause like, he's not even, you can tell he's not satisfied with any of the answers that he gets from his yeah. boss or his coworkers. And he's just like yeah. kind of tables it for the moment. Yeah. This was a, this was also very cool on the sitcom aspect is like each episode, they touch on classic moments from TV sitcoms like this one episode one, we get the boss and his wife coming over for dinner. You know, it's a classic scenario from old sitcoms and we get another one in episode two and we get another one in episode three in episode one. Like I was saying, it, it does go a little slow up to a certain point. And when that one point happens, I I've this show gives me chills. Yeah. Watching it. And it's on two platforms. I'm getting chills because like, Ooh, that's exciting. And two, that's fucking creepy. The myth, the main point that we're both talking about is the dinner scene. The dinner scene is the, that, that creepy aspect, which we'll, we'll get to also, but uh, real quick, I want to jump into, uh, all of our characters right now that we have in this episode. Okay. Obviously we have Wanda, we have vision. Um, uh, there's the random characters that pop up in the office. Uh, like we have, jo- Mr. Uh, it's like Jones, I think is one of them. Yeah. That Jones. Comes back in a couple later episodes, uh, the hearts, the Hearts and his wife, Kitty Foreman. Yep. yep. <laughs> Speaking of which, a lot of people were at wondering if there was going to be like um, cameos from people from these sitcoms showing up based on the decade in which these sitcoms are happening. And they're, I remember listening to one or watching one um, series and they were like, well, we haven't had any cameos yet. So why would we get a cameo from anybody i'm like we got kitty from that 70s show and this you know i mean that's kind of a cameo yeah uh yeah it was awesome seeing her in this who else we got we also have um agnes yes agnes very important which is played by uh what's her name you know it Catherine Hahn. yes straight up the second she comes on the screen i fell in love with her mm. She is my favorite character in the show so far. Absolutely. And she is very important. You're absolutely right. At least we think she's important. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's about it. That's all the characters we have uh, this episode. So uh, when uh, Agnes comes on, we were introduced to Agnes. She knocks on the door, welcome, welcomes them to the neighborhood and everything. Yeah, she's... Uh, what what does she give us? She tells us a little bit about herself. She's yeah, trying she to get to know Wanda. Talks about her husband, Ralph. Ralph. Who the fuck is Ralph? I don't know, but I hope we see him at some point during this series. I really hope we do, and I hope he's who we think he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was also that's also another classic uh, sitcom situation where you have yeah. the the neighbor woman who references her husband and you never see him you know it's a classic old sitcom trope yeah they're introduced and everything and there's this whole situation going on where wanda and vision they're trying to figure out what's so significant about this day 
uh, something's going on. They have no idea what, what, what it is. And then we find out at work, Vision says, oh, we're having dinner with my boss and his wife. Uh, cut to later on. And the hearts are coming over. And uh, <laughs> Wanda's in a, under the impression that it's their anniversary and it's got to be really sexy and everything. And mm-hmm. she's looking I, at the magazine articles with uh, Agnes. Yeah. Trying to get ideas like uh, on how to not seduce your husband, but romance your husband, I guess. <laughs> that was Perry taking a big drink, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're good, dude. It was just like, you could just hear it. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the hearts come on over and they have dinner and everything. And I mean, instead instead of just breaking down episode beat by beat, man, let's just talk about it. They get to dinner and let's talk about the crazy shit that happens at dinner. So they start asking questions about like how they met, when they got married. Like when they moved here, and they just like have nothing for them, and like they can't even remember themselves until Vision's boss starts choking, and it's like left ambiguous whether or not like Wanda caused it, or if it was just him getting worked up that caused it. But I think like I noticed that the uh, the definition of the scene changed, like it was now like HD. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, like it's like grainy, like it was throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah, and like they just watch him choke until she tells Vision to help him, and then things just go back to normal after that. And it's such like a jarring break from the. <laughs> and that's the that's that's what I was referring to before. Is it starts off it's goofy and like it feels like a sitcom. And you're abs- you're hundred percent right. The aspect ratio, not the aspect ratio, but the the format changes. It goes from being filmed as a sitcom to like that HD finish. And in that scene, it gets so eerie and creepy. One, it starts off where they can't remember who they are or where they came from or why they moved there or anything about themselves really. And then going from that tone, moving right into Mr. Hart, getting aggressive, saying, why did you move here? Damn it. Why? Tell me. Mm. To him starting to choke. And here's the thing. I don't I don't think anybody has noticed this either or pointed this out the whole time he's choking. And Kitty is going, stop it, stop it. Because she's still in that sitcom mentality, but you see it in her face. And I thought she did this amazingly. Yeah. You see it in her face. She's like wanting to cry, like, please help him, please, please. Like, that's what she's trying to say. But this reality has her saying, stop it. Still happy and jokey. And the thing I don't think anybody notices is vision in this scene. I think this is very important. He's holding on to the table, staring at Wanda, looking at Mr. Hart. Like, he wants to do something, but he can't. Mm. Like, th- this is where there's some sort of control over this this world or this reality where, like, Vision can't even react on his own. And he's one of the most powerful beings in, in the MCU. And 
he can't move until Wanda says, Vision, help him. And like the way she says it too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like a like like a command. Yeah. It's it's a command and also going from the sitcom tone into real tone. Like it goes from being jokey and everything into vision, help him. Like we're back into like the MCU now. Like it's we waited this entire a half hour, not even a half hour of an episode. We got the MCU probably within less than a minute in that segment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> even though that was just a tiny piece of the pie, it was like so perfect, especially after watching it 10 times. <laughs> Actually, the uh, so the bit that gets me is after that when uh, when they're having the conversation, like the uh, the hearts leave. They're like, "Oh, like good job, you get a promotion," and go off to the night. And when they she gives them their rings, mm-hmm. and it pans out, and you see everything is being played out on a TV screen mm-hmm. at a council. And they just like click it off like that. For some reason, that got me. <laughs> like, this is where this is. I, I'm with you. I, this is where I was happy that they released two episodes because if, because if they had only released one episode, I would have been like, oh fuck this. <laughs> 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 I gotta wait a whole fucking week now. God, how did I grow up in the '90s and the 2000s? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like that was like that was a torture that I completely forgot about until I started watching the show. Because <laughs> like I remember, I remember like pacing back and forth. Like, I mean, I kind of wish I could binge it, but then after I binge it, I would have finished it today, and then I would have been like, "There's nothing left." <laughs> yeah, it. I do love this format, like having something to look forward to. I said that since they did the Mandalorian. Mm. And uh, even the boys like doing that week to week. It's so much more enjoyable doing it this way as opposed. I wish I could binge it, but I like waiting. This is nice. Yeah, it gives you time to marinate on it and like let these like let the theories and let the questions and everything sit in. I've watched these first. No lie. I've watched these first three episodes 10 times. If I had watched the entire series in one shot, I might have gone through and watched it again. But like. Like you said, marinating in what we have here and having like the discussion and everything like me and you were having this open discussion about it. Like it's so much more enjoyable this way. A couple things in this episode, too. I want to jump back to Agnes really quick. There's some things with her that I wanted to point out. That are uh, I mean, let's be real, Agnes, we know who Agnes is. I'm going to say it right now, man, go for it. We know she's Agatha, right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Definitely got to be Agatha. There's like so many things about her that stand out to me where she is. She's not just one of these other people in this town. She's definitely a force to be reckoned with. Like the way she just. Walks into the story. She she walks into the story. She always imposes herself at the right moments. Um, there's even some scene, some parts in this episode where if you watch her body movements, her hand gestures, 
it's very witchish, like as if she's mm. like going to do a spell. Like the when they're at dinner and she knocks on the front door and she has the pineapple. Mm-hmm. You right before Wanda slams the door on her, you see her do the magic gesture with her hand. Hmm. Like as if she's about to do something. Um, it's just little things like that. If it's actually real or not, those are just things I noticed and picked up on. But it seems like there's a lot of things in her body movements where I'm like, yeah, no, I know. We know who you are, girl. We know what you're, we know what you're up to. <laughs> and as we're, we're talking about Ralph also, if you want to do the honors of who Ralph might be. Are we thinking Mephisto? Uh, that's what the theory is. What are your thoughts on Mephisto? You think we're going to have him? Dude, I think now is the time if they're going to do him to like introduce him. Because mm-hmm. he is quite a big player in Marvel as it is. Like he's got his he's got his hand in like a lot of the cookie jars mm-hmm. just scheming and plotting. And he was part of the infinity. Yeah. Which he was, the, we, you know. he was uh Thanos's like the 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 flying like buzzing in his ear. The devil on his shoulder. Yeah. And and friend, would be, huh? Oh, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, anybody that doesn't know who Mephisto is, which I'm I'm assuming you do if you're listening to a podcast about comic books and comic movies. um, Mephisto is the devil in the Marvel comic books. He's like Barry said, he's popped up. He always has his hand in something in them. Um, He's he's one of my favorite villains in the in the comics. And I'm I'm happy if we do get him now. I'm going to be very happy about it. Because the last time we got him as Mephistopolis in Ghost Rider was kind of like a kick to the dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, but I'm also a little sad because if I could ever play anybody in a Marvel movie, I always wanted to play Mephisto. So like, if I mean, the op- there's, there's still a chance. There's still a I mean, chance. He's a, he's a shapeshifter. Like. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I still have an opportunity to be Mephisto. <laughs> um, so we are under the impression, though, that Ralph is Mephisto because Agatha is the second hand to Mephisto in a lot of situations, especially in the Wanda comic books. Um, did you ever read the Wanda books? Or any of her issues? I, I never did. I'm actually not too familiar. Me either. I like I didn't really like twig to her as a character too much. I didn't like spent like after House of M I started paying more attention to her. Mm-hmm. But like I never took went back like walked back and actually read more about Vision than I did her. But I've no I know uh I'm familiar with the major beats because they go they go back over them a lot with like the stories that I have read that deal with the fallout. Of mm-hmm. those issues, like with our upcoming talk about episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Agnes does make one comment, which a lot of people have speculated on is, well, Agnes does make one comment where when they're trying to figure out what the significance of the day is and the anniversary and everything. And she says, 
my husband Ralph would uh, know if it was our anniversary if there was a beer named June 2nd. <laughs> and this is a nice little tease, too, because uh, June 2nd was the start of the Salem Witch Trials. Which Agatha in the comics was from the Salem Witch Trials. So it's a whether it's like intentional or coincidental or just a fun Easter egg from Feige, um, it, it's something to think about. You never know. Like mm-hmm. it could be a, a huge plug into saying that she is a witch, uh, especially with that brooch that she wears. And she said charmed, Perry. <laughs> she said charmed when she first met Wanda. You know what that means? Yeah. Charmed was a show about witches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, then as far as Agnes goes, that's pretty much it. Uh, w- there was also some some things, man. Uh, I'm sorry I'm jumping back and forth so much, man. I've been wanting to talk about this all weekend with you. Uh, we, you brought up the final scene where it uh, comes out of the TV and we see a hand at a monitor and we get a view of the sword logo. And we get uh, like heartbeats kind of things or uh, like a graph of like like heartbeats kind of one's blue or one's green and one's red. Mm -hmm. Which we can assume that's supposed to be like the significance of Wanda since she's red and vision since he's green. Um, Then we have the hand moving around and turn the TV off. Uh, So we are right here in this situation. We know that we're not the only ones watching, but. Sword is also watching. Now, you know, you know a little bit more about Sword than I do. What is Sword exactly? So Sword is the extraterrestrial, it's the, uh, it's the branch of shield that deals with extraterrestrial stuff. Like they monitor for possible attacks against earth. They have several like alien staff members that, uh, act as like, translators or diplomats and they kind of run they're involved with shield they're connected to shield but they kind of run autonomous autonomously and they have very strong ties to the x-men so with that we i mean a lot of people are speculating that wandavision is supposed to be the gateway to the x-men too especially Mm -hmm. with house of m um between uh, the comic series, uh, The Vision, and House of M, um, th- that's what this series is supposed to be based off of, primarily. And House of M is kind of opposite of what would be happening here, because in House of M, Wanda says no more mutants and gets rid of mutants completely. And this one, it's going to be the opposite, possibly bringing mutants into reality. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. So we do have sword. It's it was sword was introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp, wasn't it? The, the movie. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Cause, uh, um, no. Oh, no. Hey, it's all right. That's okay. We're good. You're a good boy. Is he not, he's not a fan of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nobody was. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember, like, were they, because uh, Jimmy Woo is part of Sword, isn't he? Which is a uh, Randall Park. Yeah, I know he is now. I, if he, I think, I feel like he was just FBI initially. Was he? Man of 
Yeah. But I feel like the first look that we got at Sword was very possibly at the end of uh, Far From Home. I'm assuming that's where Nick Fury was. That's right. Yeah, because that was the whole that was that's what the whole um, with that post credit scene, him being on the spaceship and everything. And I was supposed to be like the whole like, oh, we got sword kind of thing. I heard a rumor that uh, they were going to try to introduce them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But Feige was just like. No, <laughs> don't fuck up my shit because <laughs> he was never. He was never about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He didn't want that crossing over at all. Yeah. It's a shame, though. That it didn't cross over? Yeah. I like what they did. Yeah, I got... I still got to finish that that series. I got... I think I got to season five or six. I can't remember. Was that the one with Ghost Rider? I got up to, yeah, Ghost Rider season. And then once that season ended, is I think is when I stopped. Because I was like, it can't get better than that. I feel like it uh it did. Fuck. <laughs> That's like the the very end of that is when they first they started going to space. Yeah, I didn't Yeah, see I didn't I didn't watch when they were in space at all. I guess I got to finish that. I got to get back into that. Yeah, they actually they start showing like they do a good job of showing like other alien races. It's not just like Cree 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 or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was just constantly Cree coming down. I'm like, don't they have anything better to do than like, like what's so fucking special about Earth? <laughs> yeah. Ain't nothing here. <laughs> Bunch of assholes live here. Why would you want to come here? Go to Neptune. I hear it's beautiful. Like maybe if like we were like Earth was like their Antarctica, they get transferred to in the Cree military. That's <laughs> <laughs> why the like that's why all the Cree that show up are assholes because they're just pissed off they got demoted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, but yeah, like, uh, where were we? We were talking about Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto. But yeah, like, I think it, it would make a lot of sense, especially with this leading directly into Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. That's been a lot of theories, too, because right now, I mean, we're supposed to be getting, well, let's talk about our antagonist, actually. That's a mystery, like, because um, even by episode three, we still don't know who the antagonist is. No. We have uh, a... We have a hint in episode two that there could be an antagonist. We have a, we have a, yeah, which we're going to jump in that episode two right after this. Um, there's multiple possibilities out there right now. Mephisto, which we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Nightmare, who is supposed to be our big bad in Doctor Strange 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see us getting him in this series, though. Uh, it, do- it doesn't make sense. People are talking about AIM. Uh, Hydra coming back. I hope we don't get Hydra again. I'm I'm over Hydra. I feel, yeah, I feel like they're played out at this point. If you bring them back, it's just like you're... Yeah. And Grim Reaper. Mm. Did you hear about Grim Reaper at all? I did. Like, apparently his bones are... Sh- or his mask is shown... Or his skull is shown in the... Uh... Animated intro. Episode yeah. Two? Episode two, when the animated intro, when they phase through the, the floorboard, you see his helmet. Um, again, whether that's just like a fun Easter egg or what, 
Um, I'm not familiar with the Grim Reaper. I'm okay if he's not. I'm I'm rooting for Mephisto. I just don't understand how the Grim Reaper. Well, I do understand a little bit, but I don't like he's he's a random character. Not a lot of people know about. So it would be kind of odd to make him your big bad. I know and they haven't even really introduced his brother Wonder Man at all. Yeah. Yeah, because a Grim Reaper would make sense because he's tech based, isn't he? Mm, yeah. So, like, if he, if he was uh, having them in this sitcom reality, you know, it, it would make sense. In that aspect, it's just having a character. It's kind of like having a Batman movie with Condiment King being your big bad you know like it's it doesn't make sense like why would you do it <laughs> i would love that movie <laughs> but yeah that wouldn't that wouldn't really fit for this. He's got too much of a backstory they'd have to blow through and they don't have enough of the ca- enough of his like for any of his supporting characters really. Yeah. So I think I think the safe bet is Mephisto. Yeah. Uh, especially by the time we get into episode 3, which makes me think it even more. Actually, well, let's let's break into episode 2. Um <laughs> Uh, we already talked about the animated scene, breaking through the floorboards. We see the Grim Reaper's helmet. We get in this one. We jumped to a different show. We have Bewitched, mm. or maybe like I Dream of Genie. Um, we get the animated intro. One key thing here is in the intro, we get the sign Westview. Home is where you make it, mm. which is something like that isn't there unless it's going to mean something. So. Uh, obviously it's Wanda has made this home. She's very intent on this being their home. Uh, we know this because in infinity war, when her and vision are together, they're talking about running away together and just having a life together. They don't want to be a part of anything. Um, so this does make sense why they're there and how this reality is created. Even though we still don't know why they're there or how this reality was created, you know? Yeah. Oh, this was another uh, thing. Their uh, license plate says 10102, which is done many times. Feige will put in comic book issues that reference something, whether, again, whether it's just an Easter egg or it does have something to do with the storyline. But uh, issue 102 of WandaVision is, or not WandaVision, but uh, Wanda or the Vision um, is where the Grim Reaper first comes in. Hmm. So that, that was like another little like Easter egg. To, so this is where it's it's confusing everybody because we don't we still don't know who the antagonist is. So little things like that are are what's confusing. But then we get into the actual episode. There were a lot of fun little things about this episode. We've got. Again, another classic segment is the whole town's coming together to do some sort of bake sale or for the children. 
car wash for the children. <laughs> we got to do it in sync, Perry. Ready? For, for the, the children. children. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, they're doing a talent show for the children. And uh, <laughs> what's funny, it wasn't until the second time I watched this, um, you realize there's no children in this town. Mm. And I can't, I didn't notice it the fir- first time. And the second time I was like, where the fuck are the kids in the crowd? Like, who are they doing this talent show for? Just each other? It, it was just really bizarre. Yeah. I don't know, man. Fuck it. What, what were your opinions on this episode? Like, what were your main thoughts? So, I think we, my main thoughts, we really got a chance to see the other inhabitants of the town this episode. And I was trying to, like, keep an eye on, like, how they were acting. I was, just, like, trying to spot any cracks within the, uh, like their personalities or like how they approach wander vision and then when they introduced uh i can't remember the blonde's name dotty dotty yeah when they introduced dotty and she's like immediately antagonistic towards wanda and like the oh also like how just like she started to notice the little things a little bit more now, like with the helicopter. It was like the beginning of the episode, correct? Uh, when she finds the helicopter? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, this is the episode where they start off and they're in the separate twin beds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're in the separate twin beds and they keep hearing this noise coming from outside. And Vision's like going to take a peek and everything and they can't. They come to the conclusion that it's a tree slapping against the window. And then later on, in the episode, Wanda's in the house and she hears the same noise and then a bang and she goes outside and we find she finds a oddly enough a red and gold helicopter, which initially it's like, oh, Iron Man. But we find that red and gold helicopter with the sword logo on it. It's like a little toy. Mm-hmm. Which was uh I got theories about that. Got one too. Fuck it, man. Let's just jump into it, man. Um, <laughs> so the theory is, my theory is that this helicopter was holding a character named Monica Rambo, and Monica Rambo is the daughter from Captain Marvel. Um, she was the little girl, Lieutenant Trouble. Yep. <laughs> Monica shows up in this series. You may not know who she is because she goes by the name Geraldine, and theory is at least what I think is Monica was on that helicopter because we're introduced to Monica or Geraldine. We'll call her Geraldine. So it's not confusing. Um, Geraldine we're introduced to in this episode. And when we're introduced to her, she says, honestly, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, So my theory is that she was on that helicopter. It got a little too close to the force field and entered and now, all of a sudden, Geraldine's part of this world. What, what, what were your thoughts on that? That's a solid theory. That's not what I was thinking. I did not. Because, like, I was trying to figure out. I didn't come up with any theories as to how she got in there. But that's, that's a really good one. Thanks, man. I thought of it, like, honestly, like, I was just under the impression it was like a one of those one of the helicopters observing and it just got a little too close. <laughs> And like crash landed in, but yeah, solid. solid. You're gonna be thinking about that now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. 
<laughs> gonna have to rewatch them. <laughs> so after she finds this helicopter, and this is again, Agnes shows up right as she finds the helicopter. Agnes, what are you up to, girl? What are you doing? When are you coming around right now when she finds this helicopter? Something's up with her. She starts talking to her about uh, going to what are they, they're going to get ready for this talent show thing, getting preparations and everything going and talking about meeting this woman, Dottie, who's a complete and total bit. <laughs> bad word. <laughs> we can't say that anymore. Bad word. But as they're talking, it, the, the one thing that stuck out to me as she's talking to Agnes is Wanda says, well, what if I'm, I'm myself or maybe I should just be myself? And Agnes just stares at her like almost like not disgusted, but kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, no, don't be yourself. And then she just laughs and says, no. And then they go on and they uh, the, something, some other shit happens in between there. But they, they get to like the yeah, they cut to like visions meeting with the uh, neighborhood watch. Yeah. Which that was a funny little scene. It turns out it's just a place for the men to gossip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the women are doing like actual stuff and the men are gossiping. It's like a reverse role play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here, actually, you know what, man? This proves that it takes place in New Jersey as well because the one character references Hackensack. That's right. He says, uh, what was it the boss? He gets his trophies. From a yard sale in Hackensack or some mm-hmm. some something like that. Um, so that was another point to say, yeah, this is taking place in New Jersey. Yeah, Jersey, baby. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> you got this. You got Miss Marvel later. Gonna be taking place in Jersey City. Oh <laughs> uh, hell yeah! What was it? Uh, Captain Marvel also didn't. That was filmed in Newark, I think, wasn't it? Huh. Didn't know. I could be wrong. Maybe it was New York. I always get those two mixed up because of the way pr- people fucking pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the let's get into the radio. Okay, so um, Wanda takes Dottie to the side to ask her what her problem with her is, and Dottie asks her some pointed questions, and then she uh, it's a glass smash. Does she cut herself on? Uh, man, I'm blanking on what she cut herself on. Uh, the radio started going haywire and she crushed her glass in her hand. Mm. They're talking and then the radio, which was playing the Beach Boys, it was Help Me Rhonda, was playing. And then you start hearing, which people are assuming is uh, Jimmy Woo, mm-hmm. saying, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Wanda, which indicates that it's not Wanda may be part of the creation of this reality, but there is another force in here that is fucking with the reality. Mm. And while this is happening, Dottie squeezes the glass too hard, breaks it and she cuts her hand. And we get another quick splash of color. Yep. A little bit more red is another, like this is another segment though, where we're talking about, it gives you the chills, which I love it breaks you out of the sitcom world and it brings you into a twisted reality. Like it's trying to bring you back into the real world and it, it gives you the chills because of how creepy it is and how it's performed and everything. And it's, it's so well done. Um, and this, uh, the actress who plays Dottie, uh, she was from, uh, Buffy, isn't she? Good question. I think she played Xander's girlfriend. She was the demon. Anya. Yeah. Anya. 
She was the demon that hated men. Mm. Yeah, the vengeance demon. Yeah, it's her. That's fantastic. <laughs> right? When's the last time you've seen her in anything? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. Adding a little bit of, a little bit more magic. Yeah, getting the Whedon verse back in there. One other thing I wanted to point out with Agnes, uh, there's a scene where when they're still talking, uh, the women they're in the circle talking at this event together. And Dottie says, the devil's in the details. Agnes leans over and says, um, she says something like, that's not the only place he is. (laughs) Mephisto. (laughs) (laughs) If we don't get Mephisto, man, I'm going to be so sour. And then, uh, what, what did you think that this was, I'm having a, Paul Bettany is actually, I'm having a hard time with him in this series. I'm going to be honest with you, uh, especially in this episode when he's pretending to be drunk. Oh, I loved it. Did you? It laughed my ass off, especially like the way he kept yelling out flourish. <laughs> <laughs> flourish. <laughs> No, you don't need to say it, honey. <laughs> there, there was the one point though when they're at, they're doing their magic routine, and he's walking down the stairs and he bumps into the rail and he goes, he's speaking. He's like, "We're going to." He bumps into it. Oh, excuse me. Like that scene. I thought he he. Ah, fuck. I, I regret saying what I just said because he actually is pretty funny in it. But like, there's some points of it though where it's kind of overdone. Mm. Like. But again, it's a sitcom, so he's got to overdo it. I'm overthinking it. <laughs> uh, Vision gets drunk off of Big Red chewing gum. Yeah, I th- that's a, like that. So I did not realize, like, I just. Because they do the animation of it, like, literally gumming up his gears. Like, I did not think that that's how his body was set up. It's definitely not. But, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess for the sake of this, the sitcom universe, like that's how it works now. Yeah, because he's got he's got gears upon gears upon gears upon gears within there. And if he even has gears in there, like the way I always imagined him being was like nanotech. Yeah. You know, that's what I always imagined his body being. Because I feel like his body was patterned off of uh, the cradle was set up by uh, Dr. Cho. Mm-hmm. but. I don't know. Whatever, whatever, as weird as everything else is in this show, like maybe that's it's now part of it. His body's not actually put back the way it should be. No. But yeah, they had their talent show, and Wanda has to cover him using his powers. Mm-hmm. Which I thought that part was really cool. I love. Uh, I love when she like makes a mirror pop up. And then, like, you just hear in the audience, is that how mirrors work? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I forgot who I was. Oh, my God. I was watching it with uh, my one friend and (laughs) everything makes sense. The, the rope holding him up, the, um, what was it? Turning the piano into cardboard. And then all of a sudden she's like, she just goes, oh, mirrors. And it's like. All right, he just shoved a hat through himself, though. Like, just because you throw a mirror up there doesn't make it make sense. It's just because, like, oh, magic, smoke and mirrors. 
they get through all of that and the children love it. <laughs> all of the children. They win a they win best in show or whatever the award is. There was a ah oh man, jumping back again. That clock when the well when the radio goes off and Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Um, I don't know if you noticed or not, but there's a six missing from the clock. No, I didn't notice. Yeah, why the number six? You know what's significant about the number six, Perry? What? Six six six. <laughs> Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> so they go ahead, they do the the talent show, all that crazy shit happens. Wanda ungunks the gum out of Vision's gears. <laughs> Oh, fuck, dude. I was playing with your shoes. <laughs> that was funny, too. Um, she gets the gum out of his gears, and then they, they go about their merry way. Um, they get home, and then this is where this is where I was really thrown off, because I wasn't expecting this. I saw one trailer. I saw the trailer one time, and that was it. Like For me, with Marvel stuff, I watch a trailer one time, and I'm done. Uh, so I wasn't expecting there to be a pregnancy. Mm. So when we get home and we see all of a sudden Wanda has a belly, what were your first thoughts when you saw that? I was ecstatic because I was hoping that's where this was headed. Cause I don't know if you know, I'm a big young Avengers fan. I did not know that actually. And they were, there are two members that I've been waiting on an introduction on. One I could give less of a shit about. There's only one of the one of the two that I really care about. But like, <laughs> but yeah, this was a this was a start of like, I had my fingers crossed as soon as I saw that belly, and only for it to be interrupted by the mysterious beekeeper. <laughs> Yes. Oh man, I forgot. All right, Zan. So keep it going, bro. What were your? Uh, they hear. So, we hear a bang again from outside. Yeah. They go outside, and then uh, tell me, tell me what your thoughts were going into this. So, I was expecting, other than Geraldine, I was expecting more and more people from the outside to start like making their way in, mm-hmm. and this guy like comes up. From the man, like the man who cover slides off, he comes up from the sewer, surrounded by bees, which was weird. And like we don't see his face, we just see like it it shattered as he looks over his shoulder. And then Wanda goes no, and just rewinds everything to the previous conversation, and like takes a different path this time. Yeah, this scene was creepy as fuck too. We got two creepy scenes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, once the manhole cover came off i'm like oh it's mephisto <laughs> like dude, that was my first thought and then when we get the beekeeper come out I think who's also who's also got a sword logo on his back i was just gonna say he's got the sword logo on his back um so this is obviously sword is trying to infiltrate the town of westview and they're trying to get in there to try to see what's going on and her saying no and rewinding everything, this is her trying to keep her reality intact. She has vision. She's now pregnant. She's going to have a family. This is what Wanda wants. Mm. There's been a lot of theories going around, too, about this beast beekeeper because 
AIM, AIM, the group AIM, whose logo is a hexagon, whose foot soldiers do wear beekeeper yeah, costumes. I never, I never got that. Like, why it is that a thing? Sense. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Why? Okay, yeah, it looks cool, I guess. <laughs> Again, it, it could just be Easter eggs. Um, I'm re- I don't think AIM will have anything to do with this show. Uh, but it, it's it's just fun, fun little Easter eggs thrown in there. Yeah, then we get our uh, our first transition into color. Yes, at the end of this episode. Were you happy to finally see color? Yes, I was too. I was like, all right, this black and white thing. It was cute for two episodes, but it's 2021 now. All that right. was funny. What <laughs> I what I was uh, I was working like a couple days before, a couple nights before that, and Pleasantville was on. Oh yeah. <laughs> So it was like those fresh in my mind as they did the whole like she notices his face, his face first, and then everything else just. It is very reminiscent of Pleasantville on that factor. Yeah, so we have a the big episode now, episode three. Episode three. This is what it's all about. This is probably the best episode so far. I, I mean, between episode three and two, this is where like it's starting to get real. We get our opening scene again. More hexagons. A lot more this opening. Yeah, because it's broken up. This is done like the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family now. Mm -hmm. So we have multiple hexagons flowing throughout this opening credit scene. Um, Many little like snippets of stuff from other sitcoms like uh, the uh, Three's Company. You get a little sense of um, maybe Mary Tyler Moore. uh, A whole bunch of different sitcoms here. Uh, in a couple of these opening segments, there are a couple little Easter eggs in there still. I think that's the whole point of these these openings is just to tease us a little bit. Uh, we have a very cool Easter egg. I don't know if you noticed in the background in the one segment where uh, Vision is, there's a movie theater in the background. And on the marquee, it says Oz the Great and Power or Oz the Great and Powerful, mm-hmm. which is pretty significant because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is being directed by Sam Raimi who directed Oz the Great and Powerful. I think that's a cool little you know that's a fun little easter egg. It's not significant Mm -hmm. to the story. It's just fun. Um, There's also a scene where Vision is walking around holding a book titled Pregnancy and the color of that book is black and red. Mephisto. Um, there's also a shadowy figure on that book. Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But did you notice anything else in, in the opening scenes? No, not on not on first pass. I'm going to be mad if I like go through it again. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Should have brought this up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, we can bring it up next week. It's okay. Yeah. And now we're getting the uh, now we're getting into like the everything is just like starting to show a little bit more cracks. What were uh, what were some of the things that popped up where you were like getting a little bit more giddy about this? So I'm I'm going to tell you like straight off the bat when they start talking about baby names. Yep. And uh, Vision says Tommy. I like hit pause, giggled, and like did like a little happy dance. <laughs> uh huh. And like Nicolette was just like, are, are you okay? I was like, yes, I'm just, we're, we're finally getting these two. 
<laughs> so happy. <laughs> yeah, because was um, Vision. Vision wants to name the baby Billy. Billy. Yeah. After William Shakespeare, and she wants the name of Tommy because it's a classic American name. Oh, we finally got Billy and Billy and Tommy. I'm so man. I like. I know me and you are like the big, especially you. You're a much bigger comic guy than I am. But I never knew you were a huge fan of the Young Avengers. Yeah, because it was like because we had because uh, like everybody's got especially like X Men stuff and. Like everybody has their era where they had like teenage heroes at the same time that they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And like, I think runaways and young Avengers were the like, the ones that were like when we were in high school. Yeah. And, uh, I just, especially like, uh, I love, love the characters and especially Eli who may or may not be coming and Falcon and winter soldier. But like, as soon as they introduced, as soon as they said that Scott Lang was going to be Ant-Man and they said that Cassie was going to be a thing, I'm like, here we go. We're laying down the foundation. And then, like, we got Kate coming yeah. up in Hawkeye. And I'm like, oh, we're rare enough. It's like, all we need is we just need to, we need a few more to finish out the crew. And, like, Billy and, uh, Billy and Teddy. Teddy's, like, one of the last ones we need. And they're, like, my favorite couple in Marvel. Young Avengers, I'm trying to remember who, who they were. We got we got Wiccan, which is uh Wiccan and Speed, which are Billy and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um Hulkling. we got Hulkling. Miss America. Yeah, she comes a, she comes a bit later, but she's there. Uh Patriot. And then there, Loki has a kid too, doesn't he? Isn't there like a young Loki or something? Yeah, it's actually Loki as a child. Oh no shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a there's like a whole thing where he ends up running into multiple ver like there's like multiple versions of Loki running around and Kid Loki is one of them. Oh man, oh, it was man. like uh, like an alternate younger self that he killed and then took over his body. Yeah. Oh man, if we get it, well, let's see what happens with the Loki series because <laughs> that would be incredible if all of a sudden he turns into a kid at the end of that. <laughs> oh man. That's fantastic. Plus, we we still have who knows if what's going to happen with Tom Holland as Spider Man because one of the rumors was that he was supposed to be the leader of the Young Avengers hmm. when we got to that point, uh, especially with like him like taking over, not taking over for Iron Man, but like getting into that model of like you know Iron Man essentially was one of two, one of three leaders of the Avengers. We'll see what happens there. I can't see them going forward with Spider Man being the leader, but. See what happens. This what like because like they're before when it was just like it was just Cassie. Now they're like they got plans to introduce all these of the young heroes, and I'm like, this is gonna be a big team. <laughs> they're gonna need their own headquarters outside of. <laughs> With that too, man, I think that's one of the other unique things about this show: introducing these characters. This is this is a very clever way to have these characters be ready within the next few years for a Young Avengers team up because. Time's moving so quickly mm-hmm. and this, like she was pregnant for two days, maybe. And now all of a sudden she has babies. Who knows what we're going to get next episode? Like if they're going to be five years old, you know what I mean? And they could be teenagers or by the end of the, uh, by the end of the series. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's clever and it's, it's a perfect way of doing it. We do get these, uh, these two babies, Billy and Tommy. 
which was, you know, for me and you, we're watching it. She gives birth to one and we're like, all right, where's the other one? Mm. But anyone that's not familiar with this is like, oh, and then she, when she starts screaming, they go, oh, there's two. <laughs> like, yeah, there's two. Did Nicolette, uh, did she know there was going to be two or did she think it was just going to be one? She did because like I've been talking about even before like WandaVision started, I've, I've told her about my love of the Young Avengers. I actually got uh, the last volume, one of the last volumes they did. I got, I was going to give to her to read. And like, I was just like, Hey, this guy right here is Billy. This is one of a uh, scholar, Witch's kids. It's going to be a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that name. It's important. It's going to be important later. It's going to be a big player. <laughs> yeah. So we have, uh, let's backtrack it a little bit. We have the, uh, first cracks and, like you have uh who's Herb? Herb's yes. name? Yes. He's like cutting the hedges and is going straight through the concrete. And it's the uh what was it? It was after the power outage, right? When yes. he's like going around checking on everybody? Yes. And he was checking on him again, he's talking to Agnes, and uh they're whispering to each other, and I I had a little bit of trouble hearing what they were talking about, but I did make out that she's like, did she mention like if they, she was like asking if they saw or like if Vision was looking at them or is he watching? Mm -hmm. Like as he was walking by? Yeah. Uh, See, I was trying to make out what they were saying. I couldn't make it out. I wanted to watch it again and put the subtitles on. Rewinding Uh, and going going back to Herb cutting through the stone wall. That that was fucking creepy. mm -hmm. Like he, that that guy doing that him just like acting like essentially he was just like he was a drone like he was a drone just cutting through this this thing and when he looks up and he just it's like there's no life in this guy um it was a very creepy eerie scene and like there's a laugh track going on over it too which like it kills the creepiness but at the same time makes it more creepy mm-hmm and then, yeah, th- when they're talking to each other, this was another part where a lot of people are starting to second guess themselves. I'm still on I'm still on the same train, though, because they bring up Geraldine. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, she has no family, no husband, no, no house, home, no house. Then you get Herb, who says, uh, what is it that he starts to say that she was uh, she was here to ch- for them to see and then i think he gets cut off right right when he's about to she's like no 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 don't is that she came here because we're all yeah and like he he kept adding on to it she came here she came here because she came here because we're all and you have to assume that he's gonna say she came here because we're all trapped mm-hmm. like that's what i that's where she goes in line with the uh doctor and like after he like delivers the babies or helps deliver, tries to comes there to deliver the babies, but then like gets there too late and too early in one case. Or he's like, Oh, I hope you can go back on your vacation. He's like, Oh, well, the thing about small towns is you try to leave and things happen. Yeah, he's, like, he's you, you can't leave essentially. And the way he says it though, it's like. Again, it's like what he's saying doesn't match his face. Like his face is saying, I want to leave so bad. Yeah. I'm stuck here. 
but it's like he's smiling. He says, small towns, you can't leave. You know, going back to Kitty in episode one where she's saying, stop it. It's like their faces say something different compared to what they're actually saying. Meanwhile, this is all happening with Vision, Agnes, and Herb inside Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica, is with Wanda, and they're looking down at the babies in the cradle. And this is where we hear something that is very refreshing. We get Wanda talking about her brother. You know, she says, I used to be a twin, or I was a twin. You know, my brother was Pietro. And you haven't heard that name since Age of Ultron. And that's where Geraldine, she has this aura, like this vibe come over. And she says, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And that's when the entire, again, it just, an entire switch happens. What, what were you feeling? I'm very curious about this. What were you feeling during this scene? So, like, when her hold, like, when her demeanor changes, as soon as she mentions Pietro, and then she starts singing that Sokovian lullaby. Yeah. And, like, this, like, the whole vibe, like you said, like, the whole vibe was different. And then, like, that bit where it's, like, Geraldine, and then she wheels around, like, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. Like, I actually, like, got scared for her, like, oh, shit. <laughs> As she has a tear coming down her face, too. Yeah. Wanda goes completely psycho. Not psycho, but you see, like, the damnation in her face. Like, she's not have like, she's just ready to, she's, she goes crazy. Like, she has that crazy look go over her face. Now, when this happens, do you think that Wanda is evil? I wouldn't say evil. I think that I feel like for the past, like ever since he died and with all the trauma she's faced, I feel like she's been burying it this whole time instead of actually really dealing with it and getting over it and like seeing the twins and then like having those emotions resurface so raw and for her for geraldine to just like oh he was killed by ultron right and like you just see like that like her heart just opened back up again i think it was more anger shock and sadness than anything like malicious about what she did although after she literally threw her ass out of town yeah like uncle phil threw out jeff Like that look of like, it's like, oh, she had to rush home. Like that was creepy. <laughs> that part was very creepy. To me, the the scene with, to me, it was kind of like Monica brought up, or Geraldine brought up something from the outside world. And Wanda doesn't want anything to do with the outside world, kind of. You know, she reminded her of a sad, depressing Place and Wanda just wants to be happy in this world that she created. Also, I forgot to mention, um, Vision actually starts showing some, like, starting to ask some questions about everything. And Wanda does a rewind trick again, but this time it's just like a quick cut. Yes. But you almost don't notice it. Yeah. I, a lot of people were saying they thought something happened to their, like, their, uh, their stream, like, skipped or something. And I, I thought the same thing, too. Like, he comes out and he says, Wanda, something's wrong here. 
And then it just cuts back to him standing behind the couch. And then the whole thing happens again. It's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like, again, one of the most beautiful things about this show is how it's how it's being done right now. And I thought I thought that was great. I loved that cut. Yeah, and it's, it's like, especially this episode, we're seeing now that I think Wanda's starting to twig to the fact that this is her reality mm-hmm. and her only chance at or her chance at happiness. And then she's starting to lean more into kind of correcting things seem out of place yeah it's starting to lean more it's starting to lean more in a twilight zone territory yeah a lot of people are referring to that twilight zone episode with the kid in the cornfield yeah (laughs) i'll send you to the cornfield so like you were saying man we see geraldine now we're just gonna call her monica going forward geraldine's gone monica gets thrown we see a big wide view. Also, the aspect ratio changes, which I thought yep, was yep. very creative. We go from a, you know, a standard sitcom ratio, and then it pans out into a widescreen. I don't know what those are, what the numbers uh, are. I know the sitcom is four three, four three to like a nine. That one's that that 16, one's like sixteen. Yeah, a sixteen. <laughs> four three. It goes from a four three to whatever. Um, a sixteen eight. I think it's a six. I'm probably wrong. Um, I'm just saying numbers. Twenty five. <laughs> so that when the aspect ratio changes, I thought that was very clever and creative. It was very. It, it brings you from one world into another, which you you can you feel it as it happens, especially if you're involved. Like if you're going with the feeling, like you you get it. So we get a a wide shot of just the Westview sign, which Westview is a real town. It's not made up. It's real, which were the question questions from episodes one and two. Is this a real town or is it created? No, it's real. And see, um, the, uh, see the force field, which has like a kind of like a TV staticky like makeup to it. Yes. The staticky field shoots Monica out. She comes flying out, hits the ground. Uh, we see a bunch of trucks, uh, armed men come running out to her. And as the camera turns, we see a bunch of stadium lighting pointed in the direction of a town. And we do see a house in the background. Uh, so this is all taking place in a real town. It's not created. Like, even though Wanda has you know, she can alter reality, but she's altering reality within this town. So it's almost like it right now. It's kind of like Stephen King's under the dome, uh, Wanda edition. And a, a lot of people are also questioning, is this sword or is it Hydra? It's sword. You see the sword logos. Yeah. You know, it's sword coming up. And a lot of people are saying, well, why do they have their guns drawn? Um, you're dealing with a town that's, cut off in a TV reality where you don't know what's going on. You're going to have your guns ready. Um, that's to anyone questioning why they had their guns out. Uh, they didn't shoot her. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, it's definitely sword. Um, but what were you thinking at the end of the episode when you, you do realize Westview is a real town and this is essentially, it is like Pleasantville. Um, now, because like before, I was unsure whether or not they were actual townspeople, 
that she had her that she exerted control over or if they were created specifically within this uh this reality and now it's looking to be like this is just some poor town that like all the inhabitants are now part of her shared delusion yeah which which begs which begs the question like there obviously were children living there at one point where are they now like are they not allowed to have their kids unless she does (laughs) all right perry so you just blew my mind right now that's not something i even thought about i i was not thinking where are the kids in this in this town at all um what did happen to the kids (laughs) um holy shit that's a whole different chill factor on itself first chill factor being go ahead now i'm thinking like what if what if these townspeople are like going through these story beats like how many iterations has this played out like is this like the first time has she been weeding out characters to find the ones that'll play along which gives a chilling like verse to like when they keep saying for the children it's because they need this talent show to work so they can get their children back. Ooh, that's a theory. Another, th- I, I mean, another theory with for the children is also that Mephisto wants the children. Mm. So for the children, being like you're here, you're going to have these kids. Um, that was another pasa, you know, another theory there. Um, there was a, actually, you know what, now that you mention it, there was a theory because there were like some, uh, shots of the new Spider-Man movie where there's like missing, missing children posters. I wonder if that's connected at all. Cause Spider-Man's supposed to be the next one to come out, I think, isn't it? Next movie. Yeah. It was supposed to be, uh, most black, supposed to be black widow and then the Eternals. Eternals and then Shang-Chi. The use of a was a good use of Daydream Believer, though. It was. That was a good way to. That was a good way to end that episode, man. Having the monkeys play, especially with the uh, the Brady Brady Bunch homage. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get Davy Jones to play the prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, there's one thing we haven't talked about. The commercials. Yes. God, you're a fucking mind reader. <laughs> What do you what did you think of these commercials? So at first for the first two episodes I had a different like um I had a different idea of where they were going with it. But now with episode three, like the first one you have the toaster that's ticking like the bomb that was about to go off next to uh Juana Pietro and Scovia. Yeah, kids. You have Strucker who's the one that found who's the one that was kind of like in their minds, almost like their salvation, the one to give them mm-hmm. the power to take revenge against the Avengers. And you had the Strucker bath and the tet, like the line revealing it, the goddess within yeah, like the experiments that they went through for her to get her powers. So I wonder what four is going to be, if that's going to be connected to Ultron or like, so starting with the, the Stark, the toaster there's another there's another mephisto reference in there perry i don't know if you know about it what is it so you see you see the stark toaster prior to that you see another toaster that has if you look at the toaster upside down there's a 
there's a, a symbol on it. It's like three identical symbols, but if you turn it upside down, it's a 666. <laughs> <laughs> um, the counting down and the beeping, that is the, you know, the red of the light is that's the only color we've gotten so far. You get the beeping, it starts to go faster and faster and faster. Also, another thing with the toaster, when it starts up, it makes the sound of Iron Man's... Propulsor. Yeah, which I thought was very cool also hearing that sound. Mm-hmm. And then relating that to the bomb that didn't blow up, that was... If that was like... I think you're on the right track here, too. I think a lot of people are by, by thinking like this is... The commercials are part of her memories. Like maybe this is when Wanda's sleeping... And the commercials are playing, and this is what mm. she's dreaming about. Like, but she's dreaming about it in a different way. Um, with the Sh- Strucker watch, you know, was it? Uh, you see the Hydra logo. Strucker was the doctor that created them, or gave them their powers. And then Hydra Soak, which. Was also apparently I had to look this up. Apparently, Hydra Soak was a soap that was used in Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, uh, in the framework when it was a uh, when Hydra had taken over, Coulson as a history teacher had this conspiracy theory that theory that uh, Hydra makes blue mind controlling soap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's also a theory going out there too, man, where that the two actors in these commercials, it's the same man and the same woman, but the theory is that these are actually her parents. Mm, I did see that theory, which that would be, that would be interesting too. If while she's dreaming, she's dreaming about her parents. Um, and that would get pretty deep. Other than that, with the commercials though, like it, it, there's one thing that they all have in common is time is a thing where when you have the toaster, you hear the clicking speed up quicker with the watch. You hear it ticking faster. There's always clocks in the background. There's clocks everywhere in this show, which is, which is interesting. I don't know what it means, but it's interesting. It could be time going fast. I mean, we have two twins that just were in a belly day one and now they're born day two you know it could just be a reference to how fast time is going in this world or this reality the commercials definitely have a lot to do with the story than what we what we actually think though i've got one more thing to reference that i forgot about from episode three and then i think i'm all good and then i'm going to throw it over to you if you if you want to have anything else you want to add to it okay uh there's the part where Wanda's powers are going out of control. Like she brings the butterflies to life. She doesn't mean to. Um, the crane, the store comes to life yeah. and it's starting to walk through, which to yeah, me, this was kind of. The ahead. stork is like my favorite character. He was so <laughs> funny, wasn't he? I liked yeah. him. He was also kind of creepy. This actually reminded me of the Wizard of Oz a lot, this scene, because Wanda tries getting rid of the stork and this red mist forms around it, which actually kind of creeps me out a little bit. It reminded me of the wicked witch, but the smoke forms around it and you see the wings come out of it. And I'm sorry, I know I'm beating this to death, but my first thought was Mephisto. I thought Mephisto was going to come out of that red smoke right then and there. Uh, (laughs) 
but it's it's crazy that red is such a vibrant color in this series too which i think maybe mephisto's the stork that, that's that's what i i thought i thought maybe mephisto was the stork i mean he's like the stork is a symbol of uh bringing babies mm-hmm. and that would mean that would explain why her magic didn't do shit to him yep and like even at the end he the stork never left it just like posed next to the wall <laughs> why would he all of a sudden yeah pose as opposed to being up and open about everything he was mephisto and then one last thing I'm going to say, Perry. Mr. Hart disappeared after episode one. We see Mrs. Hart in episode two. Geraldine gets evicted at the end of episode three. I think if there's a character that's going to ruin or be an inconvenience to this reality to Wanda, she's going to evict them. So I have a feeling Mr. Hart was also evicted. It's mm. a good theory. Because I was waiting to see if this if uh, Dottie was going to make it to the next episode. Yeah, and she does. So maybe she's just like she's smart enough not to make herself that much of a threat. Yeah, to Wanda. Yeah, because right as soon as she cuts her hand, she says that line: "You do it yourself." So like maybe she's not really a threat to Wanda anymore. I don't know. Let's see what happens with Herb now. Because he almost, you know, he almost, I hope he's in the next episode. I love Herb. Mm-hmm. But man, episodes one, two, three, man. Any Anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to bring up? No, I think we covered everything. Theories, possibilities. Yeah. There was someone saying that Herb was going to be the, the high evolutionary. Well, everybody's just trying to put all these characters in here. Man, there's so many <laughs> theories going on out there. And I'm like, oh, y'all got to stop. Yeah, you got to stop. Like, there's too much going on right now. Like the aim coming back. Like, I get it. Like, it's cool Easter eggs, but aim's not coming back. Hydra's not coming back. The high evolutionary. No. <laughs> uh, there's so many. Um, oh, man, there was actually an episode three. One of the paintings on the wall. This is something I found online, too. One of the paintings on the wall is actually the lab, the Hydra lab, where Wanda and Pietro were created. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think it's in the dining room. Hmm. You see, like, uh, like this little, like, painting thing, and it's, like, it's legit the painting of the, the lab where they were created. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, man. I'm, uh, I think, yeah, man, uh, I wish we could have... I wish uh, we could have done the, these episodes sooner because I feel like there's so much that happened, but so little that happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's pretty much it, man. That's all I've got. Yeah. Up until I give these a rewatch. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch them a few more times by next week. Yeah, episode four will be uh will be eighties. Yeah, we're in the eighties now because they're doing by decade, aren't they? Mm-hmm. In the 50s, 60s, 70s. Now we're in the 80s. There's supposed to be a Modern Family episode. Oh. <laughs> I guess for the 2000s. <laughs> I hope uh, Ed O'Neill shows up in that one. That would be great. Ah, uh, Perry, one more thing, and then, then let's wrap this up then. Uh, at this point, do you view Wanda, because a lot of people are assuming Wanda is the antagonist of this series. 
especially with how like she was so evil at the end of this episode. Do you think she is the actual true evil of this series? Also, a lot of people do think Agnes is Agatha. But now at the end of this ser- this episode, we see Agnes kind of saying to Herb, almost in fear, like, stop talking. Mm-hmm. So are we viewing Agnes as one of the townspeople now? Maybe she's not Agatha. What, what are your thoughts on that? Is Wanda evil? Is Agnes? Maybe she's both. Maybe she is. Like, now I'm like, I've been thinking about a theory, like, as we were talking that maybe Wanda sought out Agnes or Agatha and they're messing with powers that they really shouldn't have. And it's just like, if it is Mephisto, maybe they made a pact or they made some type of deal for her to get vision back or to have her idyllic life. And now things are just getting a little bit out of her control. So I think if she's, the antagonist it's either unintentional or we might find out that she just snapped and decided to go full villain i think this is a way to segue us from agnes i i think they want us to think that wanda is turning evil and that she's going to be the antagonist because uh, she's supposed to be in doctor strange too when a lot of people are saying she's going to be the villain in that i highly doubt it mm-hmm. I think that Wanda is just confused right now and she wants something and I don't think that she's fully evil. I do think I'm with you. I think that Wanda went to Agnes for something and Agnes and her are both witches and then somehow something happened. Mephisto's involved. Mephisto's definitely involved. And um yeah, but th- man, there's, there's right now we're in episode three going into episode four. We have no answers. It's all mystery. Who are all these people in the town? What's, where did, how did Vision come back? Is Vision real? Is Vision still dead? Uh, is he a figment of everyone's imagination? We're going to have to wait to see next week what we get, I guess. Yeah. See if these theories pay off. Yeah. One theory I know that is not going to be a theory. You know what that is? What? Mephisto's real. <laughs> what? All right, my he man. Turns, uh, he turns his eyes towards Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Peter Parker shows up in this series. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I hope nobody else shows up in this series. But it'd be funny if he's just like, his only question for like why things are weird is why is he in Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell am I doing in New Jersey? Ew. <laughs> like, I would never come here my own volition. <laughs> I've only ever woken up here. <laughs> All right, my man. We definitely blew our time period or our time. Uh, time but that's, yeah, our time <laughs> up, but that's totally fine. This is just going to be more fun to edit tomorrow. <laughs> Um, uh, with that, man, uh, last chance, anything else you want to throw in here? Add on. No, all good. Me save, too. Save, save it all for next week. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, man, bro. I'm glad we finally got, we're out of the panels again. Uh, yeah. glad we're back on track here. I can't wait to talk more about everything else. Cause it seems like we got a lot coming to us within these, these next few months too, man. Definitely. 
Especially because uh, like Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out a week after WandaVision ends. Yes, yes. I yes. heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that Eli is showing up in this one, Ooh. and they might and they might go into his grandfather. No shit. And the Super Soldier experiments. No shit. So I hope that's the case. Yeah, it would be man. a very nice storyline to have Sam deal with. Yeah. It'll be, right in time, it'll be right in time for Black History Month, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it's going to be, oh man, I can't wait for, I'm more, it's coming out, these shows are coming out in order of like my hype factor too. Like WandaVision I was most excited about because it was so unique. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because we're going I love those two characters together in general. So having them in a show together is awesome. And I just want to know what's going on with the Captain America mantle with, you know, him like, and then Loki, it's actually the series I'm least excited about. Surprisingly, Yeah. But like after watching the trailer, Mm -hmm. it seems like it's going to be a wild ride, Mm -hmm. especially because Owen Wilson is there for some reason. (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah wow Owen Wilson wow I was I was really surprised to see him uh in the trailer and I'm really I'm intrigued by this whole like time travel so we might so we might get he might be an older Loki than the one that we lost by the time yeah. he finally makes it into because I'm assuming it's going to end with him showing up in the main MCU universe like timeline yeah but I could be wrong could have an army of, huh? Go ahead. Or we could have like an army of alternate Lokis. <laughs> or he's going to show up and he's going to be young Loki. Maybe. And then we'll have our young Avengers. What was his name? What? In uh, the young Avengers. What was his? Uh... Uh, they just called him Kid Loki. Kid Loki? Well, they called him, Lo- they called him Loki for the most part. But like. Oh. He... His, ta- huh? his tag was Kid Loki. Yeah, because he kept trying to differentiate himself from like his older version because he knew that it would, they would be less likely to trust him. Plus, also, he was like traveling in the multiverse at that time trying to keep Miss America from kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. She'd just randomly show up and he'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we got a lot to look forward to, man. So let's... Uh... Yeah, everybody, uh, this has been a long episode. Uh, gonna try to keep them a little bit shorter going forward, but you know, hope you still love it. Uh, me and Perry, we're gonna be back with you next week, uh, talking about the next episode of WandaVision. And uh, with that, man, anything else you want to throw out there? Anything else you want to pump, promote, what have you? Mm, not at the moment, but maybe they'll change next week. All right, word up, buddy. Well, bro, it was good catching up with you. I'm glad we finally got to talk about this. And uh, until next time. (laughs) Always a pleasure, my man. Until next time. And with that, everybody, thank you for tuning into Gizmo's Corner yet again. This has been Out of the Panels with me and your boy, Perry. Tune in next time. No, 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 no. The new mutants are done and over with. We're talking WandaVision. All right. Later.